Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. And I do invite you to call in today at a number that was just given to you, the call-in number, 303-690-3000. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Those of you listening on Grace FM, you're listening live. If you're listening online, perhaps on the Grace FM app or uh, the Grace FM website on your computers, you're listening live as well. And so, so glad that you can join us on this very somber day uh, for us here, particularly in Colorado. I do want to welcome those of you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope and Truth FM as you listen to those radio networks, perhaps Refuge FM, that you are week delayed, but many of you are online perhaps listening. And we are all very sorrowful for the events that happened in Boulder yesterday. I know that weighs heavily on our minds. And uh, so I just want to spend some time praying for um, the situation, for all the uh, lost lives, the community. There's so much. It's so overwhelming. And I would encourage you to call in. And, and uh, if you know you just need some encouragement or God's Word or just need to talk to do that at 303-690-3000, I want to begin by reading in Psalm 57 and then um, just, just begin to show uh, by praying. Uh, but it is um, a psalm uh, that begins by saying, Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. I will call out to God Most High, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast, and I will sing and give praise. Awake, awake, lute and harp, I will awaken the dawn. And so here is a psalm for protection. And so, Lord, uh, we just ask that as right now, heavy on our hearts, those of us particularly in Colorado, that, Lord, that you would just help us and bring comfort to us. Lord, I want to pray for... Uh, those who were directly affected by this tragedy, this mass shooting in Boulder, um, it, 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 we look at it and it doesn't make sense. It, it's senseless. And here in Colorado, we've been through this in Littleton, at Columbine, at the Aurora Theaters, in Highland Ranch, uh, at the school there, um, just now in Boulder. And uh, we just pray for uh, those who their families are, are grieving for the loss of a loved one, for the family of Denny Strong, uh, Kevin Stansick, Ricky Olds, 
uh, for the family uh, Trelona Barkoak, Suzanne Fountain, Terry Liker, for Kevin Mahoney, for the family of Lynn Murray and Jody Waters, all those who lost their lives, as well as Boulder Police Officer Eric Talley. There are 10 families that are grieving deeply today, uh, wondering um, in deep sorrow and sadness. And Lord, we just pray for your comfort to be upon them. I do pray that you would just uh, be with um, the law enforcement officers that are grieving as well. And Lord, um, because they're a family, and we thank you for the bravery uh, of them going there and going into danger. For Officer Eric Talley, uh, for his bravery. And Lord, as we look at this, Lord, we can be grateful for those who risk their lives every day for us to keep us safe in our community. I just want to pray for all those affected um, that saw the tragedy unfold before them, that how traumatic it was for them. And um, I pray for comfort. We pray for the community of Boulder as they are grieving deeply, as well as all of us that are nearby along the Front Range. And Lord, I just pray that um, you would be with the chaplains and the pastors of the area to be light with the Billy Graham rapid response team, pastors that are there making themselves available, that you would just uh, give them words of comfort to give, just to be there to care. And Lord, we just lift this up. We just lift up all this to you. Um, Lord, and we don't, when we don't know how to make sense of this, um, when we're trying to figure out how to understand it, and we can't, we can fall back into things that we do understand. And Lord, that there is an eternal plan that you have, and you're on the throne. And Lord, that um, you desire to work through this. So we just pray for all of this. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. If you got any questions that you have um, concerning the Bible, or if you just uh, got any questions or would like to just um, have specific prayer requests, give me a call at 303-690-3000. It's a call in. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. I do want to go to Lori, who's been waiting from Aurora, who has a prayer request. Hi, Lori. Hi, can you hear me? I can, Lori. How can we pray for you? Um, well, first, I just want to thank you for the beautiful prayer that you just prayed for everyone that's hurting, and thank you for that. My daughter um, my daughter just found out that, uh, well, first of all, you've prayed for my daughter before. Her name is Ray. She goes to Grand Canyon University. She was in a car wreck a while back, yeah. and um, quite honestly, she's always got something uh, going on. It's not always physical. Some of it's emotional. Her dad left when she was 14, and she's 21 now, and she has lots of baggage from that. But this specific prayer is she just found out that um, she has this back uh, issue that's called retrolithesis, I believe. Um, uh-huh. She told me that it was rare, and I looked it up. It does say that it doesn't happen very often. So we're on a journey now to figure that out, and I just want prayer for guidance with doctors. Um, 
she's a track athlete at Grand Canyon University, and um, yeah. she's been put on hold, and I'm just wanting to find her a doctor here in Colorado that, um, you know, can can let yeah. us know what's going on. So just for guidance. But again, thank yeah. you for your prayers. Um, Absolutely, for the Lori. Yesterday. Yeah, and I remember praying for her. I remember you calling, and it, and we talked a little bit about how difficult uh, it is for uh, those who are going to colleges and universities because they don't have the normal um, in-person class. It's just like uh, the rest of uh, our young people going to school, but you know, just the activities that go with it, and then her being a student athlete that has been, um, you know, changed so much. So. I appreciate you yep. calling, just giving an update, and let's, let's pray for her. As Father, I thank and, you. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jeff. And one other thing, just of course, her, her spiritual well-being, I didn't go into it, but um, she just got out of yeah. a relationship with a guy that, um, you know, she did not draw near to the Lord during this last year. So um, mm-hmm. just regenification, you know, getting regenerated there with the Lord. And you said she, her name is Ray. Yes, Ray Ann is her full name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a daughter, Rachel. We call her Ray Ray. So, um, oh, that's we call what her we Ray. call my daughter yeah. Ray Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Father, we do pray for Ray. Lord, we just pray for her. Is um, it's been a difficult time, and it is for so many young people. They get into school. Um, this last year has been very difficult. Maybe perhaps relationships that don't work out that are very painful. And Lord, we just pray for her, first of all, uh, for her back. She's a student athlete uh, in track. Lord, this condition that's been diagnosed that somehow that, first of all, you'd bring healing to her. Um, Lord, bring healing to her back. If you use the doctors or any procedure to do that, that you would do that. But during this time that you would touch her heart, that she would know that you have a plan for her even in the midst of the disappointments and even through the midst of the hurts and the emotional draining um, of, um, you know, just going through disappointments and um, hurt in a relationship. Lord, I just pray for your hand to be upon her. Bring the comfort that she needs. Lord, that she would know that you love her and that you have a plan for her and help her to move forward. And Lord, more than anything, draw her to you. And I pray for Lori. Help Lori to help her in every way, to bring words of encouragement to her, speak truth into her life, to remind her of your love for her and that you are her future and hope. And to be able to find a doctor here in Colorado when she returns, that she'd be able to to really get some results and, and, um, and, and get some healing. And Lord, we just uh, pray for this young, young lady that you love very, very much, that, Lord, that um, you would just work in every way in drawing her to you and showing yourself strong in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you so much, Jeff. Um, I did call back last time to give a praise report. Things worked out from that last incident. So um, thank you for your prayers. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Lori, and we'll be praying for Ray. Thank you. Bye. You bet. Hey, give me a call if you need prayer. You know, every prayer is important. Um, and we're praying for Boulder. We're praying for Colorado, all the things that have happened. 
And we're going to talk a little bit more about it, uh, but I would encourage you, give me a call, 303-690-3000. I want to know how you're doing, uh, perhaps how you're wrestling with this. Um, Maybe you got specific prayer requests uh, for the people in Boulder. You know somebody that is really struggling and we need to pray for them. This is an important time for us as Christians to come together and be light. Um, And it is important for us to be able to encourage each other and to build one another up. So we got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And so uh, that's the call-in number. And then 720-336-0897. And yesterday when I was doing the show, this uh, all of this was unfolding, and we didn't have much information, and we didn't give much information. But as the evening went on and after the show, of course, we realized how difficult um, and how tragic this event unfolded as 10 people lost their lives. And as we hear of these things, it's just a couple of weeks ago, um, a number of people shot uh, in Atlanta, I believe seven or eight um, that were killed. And we look at this, and um, this is something that we hear, that we see uh, too often here in our nation. And, and it really... Uh, is tragic is every time it happens. And when it's close to home, sitting here in Greeley, we're only uh, about 40 minutes away from Boulder. And also um, with me being um, a friend of law enforcement, being a chaplain for many years for the Well County Sheriff's Office, I know that it's very devastating when uh, an officer is lost in the line of duty to not only their department, but to the whole law enforcement family because they are a family. They are a family and there's a bond that's there that's very strong. And I want to say, first of all, those of you who may be listening that perhaps you're retired law enforcement or you're presently in law enforcement or first responder, we thank you. We thank you for your service. Um, it is peace officers that that run to danger, run into danger every single day. And God's Word says that their work is a good work and an honorable work, a work that is good against evil, and we need to keep praying for them and supporting them. They need our support, and I know that Boulder Police Department is getting uh, much support from the community and from northern Colorado, all over Colorado and the nation. And um, and it's devastating, to, as I said to an agency, I remember— uh, being very much a part of when Weld County lost uh, Deputy Sam Brownlee in 2010, how hard it was on the law enforcement family here in Weld County. And um, and we've seen it so much since then, since 2010, the loss of officers, the Colorado State Patrol, uh, loss of, you know, in uh, Douglas County uh, Sheriff's Office and Castle Rock Police Department and and El Paso County uh, Sheriff's Office and Colorado Springs Police Department and uh, just the University of Colorado uh, Police Department in Colorado Springs. So many, I think, of Adam County Police or Sheriff's Office uh, gone through such loss and and the loss of uh, one of their own. And we want you to know that we're praying for them. Uh, Their names will not be forgotten and uh, we pray for the law enforcement community. It has been a very difficult, difficult time for them in this last year with everything going on. 
And uh, I just want to reiterate that um, we do need to keep them in our prayers and support them. And um, they need to know that. It's very important to them as well, and to be praying for them. So I want to talk a little bit more about it. We do have uh, line one where Chris from Baltimore has a question. So let's go to him. We'll take care of that question. As Chris, you're on Calvary Live right now. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Chris. We're doing okay. So um, my question is actually about prayer and prayer requests. Yes. Um, so you would would you agree that God, when you pray, when I pray, God hears our prayers individually, as individuals, right? Yeah. Okay, so then why would we need others to pray for us? Well, there is intercessory prayer. Jesus prayed for his disciples, didn't he? Yes. So why wouldn't we pray for others? Well, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm just wondering what the purpose is. If again, if he's if he hears our prayers, isn't he going to answer our prayer or not answer our prayer? Why Why would we need others to contribute to it? Well, I'm not sure where you're getting at with that. I know for me that I pray for others because that's what's on my heart, and the Lord hears it. Um, Jesus prayed for his disciples. Um, he was up on the mountain all night. He prayed. Um, and he then he selected them. But we know that as we're getting close to Holy Week, that in John chapter 17, Jesus uh, prays for his disciples, and then he prays for all believers. So that intercessory prayer is something that we see. Paul, the apostle, when you go through the epistles, he prayed for the Christians, the churches. Um, he says, I pray for you always, making requests for you, with thanksgiving. That's a constant thing that we see. So we see the example of Jesus. We see the example of the apostles praying for others. And I think that, um, that you know, intercessory prayer, that as we are praying for that person, that's, that's a prayer request like you would pray for, for healing or for anything else. And, um, and I think, and I see that as uh, a desire of the Lord and pleases the Lord when we pray for others. And we see it all throughout the Scripture, actually. So that, that kind of brings up another thing that I'm a little confused about. Okay. Jesus is, is God in, in human flesh. So when he's praying, who is he praying to? Is he praying he's to praying himself? To the, he's praying to the Father. He, he starts out his prayer by praying to the Father. In chapter 17, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. And so he's praying to the Father, and it's it's a beautiful prayer as you go through chapter 17. Um, when he was in the garden, he was praying. He's praying to the Father, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So he's praying to the Father. And then he taught us to pray to the Father. Right, and and I understand the Trinity, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Spirit. But... Mm -hmm. But what I'm—that's what, what's got me confused, though. If, he's the, if he is the Trinity, if he is all in one, how can he be praying to the Father when he is the Father, right? Well, there's one God in three persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So right. one God in three distinct persons: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So it's a hard concept for us to completely understand it because God is infinite and. Uh, but that's what the Bible declares. So he is praying to the Father. Um, when he was on the cross, it cried out um, to the Father, 
Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah, I guess it's just the concept that, as you're saying, that we it's hard for us to understand. It, it does it logically make sense. You got what I'm saying? Well, it, the, the Trinity is this: all three have have a role. The Father, uh, the Son. We see that the Son, um, there in the heavenly visions at the right hand of the Father, is, and even though there's three distinct persons, that's what you got to remember: it's one God. We don't worship three gods, but three, you know, distinct persons in one God. And um, the Holy Spirit is a person. Um, and we know that from the Scriptures as you look at it carefully. So, you know, it, and and Jesus was praying to the Father, and, um, you know, he would talk about the Father, and that's what made the religious leaders so upset at him, because they knew that he, as they called him Father, because they revered the name of God so much that they wouldn't even utter the name of God but when he said, my father, and then he told the people, you pray my father, boy, that just riled them. And um, and they knew that he claimed to be God, and that's one of the reasons why they picked up stones to stone him, or the, you know, uh, because he claimed to be God in human form. So, you know, the Trinity is something that we can understand, um, not fully as we, you know, um, in our minds, one God, but uh, we can Understand this, that one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay? All right. Thank you, Bob. Uh, priest. <laughs> you bet, Chris. You. God bless you. Okay. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The calling number The text line is 720-336-0897. Yeah, Jesus prayed to the Father, um, and uh, he uh, would, you know, mention that the Father and I are one, and, and, uh, and uh, he taught us to pray to the Father. And intercessory prayer is so important. That's what we're doing today, praying for those in Boulder, praying uh, for the families that lost loved ones, and we need to continue to do that. Um, let's go to line two, Patrick in Denver. Hi, Hi, Patrick. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing great, other than what happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know. So my question was kind of regarding to what happened um, in Boulder, and I was talking with some uh, coworkers today on, you know, what to do in that situation. Being, I, I don't really, I don't have no guns. I don't really approve of them, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's a hard situation because I mean I hear coworkers saying, you know, that I'd, I'd kill him. You know, I defend myself and I shoot back at him, and then it just comes to think of uh, I I start thinking of like, you know, you were just talking about peace officers and they have a special duty and you know it's a it's a good thing, um, but mm-hmm. I I don't want to use the word excuse, but like um, I can't think of any other word. I know God tells us not to kill, and um, you know, in the Ten Commandments and throughout the Bible killing is, um, it's happening, but then it's told for us not to do it. So what justifies the cops to be able to, you know, kill somebody in that situation biblically? Well, when you say the Bible says not to kill, the Bible says do not murder. Yeah. And the, the understanding of that is premeditated murder. Um, and, the Old Testament would then give laws about 
you know, somebody who was, um, you know, was killed. There was consequences for it. But we also know that um, the Lord set up government, and he set up, as we know from Romans chapter 13, to be subject to the governing authorities. And then those um, that are ministers of God are used uh, for uh, good against evil. And there are times where we see in the Old Testament, David talked about, you train my hands for war. And and there are times where um, we uh, are given that um, that decree in the Old Testament that Israel was to go to war. And, and so that's part of it. We don't like it, but that's what the Old Testament showed us. And David would go to war. And um, we know that there are those who are ordained by God, according to Romans chapter 13, that are there to um, protect us from evil. And there is evil. And what happened yesterday was evil. And yeah. um, so that's the justification of uh, going in there and running towards danger. And here's Officer um, Eric Tally. Talley, who saved other lives from going yeah. in there and against this, which was evil. So that's where his justification is. And um, and the other SWAT members and, and police officers were there. But it's not just on that day, but it's, you know, when they do face evil, when there are those who seek to do harm, who threaten life, who, you know, take a rifle and start shooting people, um, yeah. that they uh, will go in there. I'm very thankful for their service to be able to save innocent lives. And that's what it was. I mean, you go to a grocery store and just have somebody come in and start shooting, um, you know, um, they're justified in doing that. And yeah. um, by law and by the governing authorities, and I think biblically as well, to protect us from evil. And there is evil out there. And what happened yesterday was just plain evil. Yeah, I agree. Um, that really kind of clears stuff up that you kind of clar- clarified um, the word murder instead of kill. Because um, when you said murder, it's, I mean, I would, it, it, that's what it means, right, to premeditate um, versus yeah. killing is like, it's a little different. Um, but and, he- so- and here's the thing, Patrick, that, you know, and I've, you know, I've called myself just a friend of law enforcement being a chaplain, you know, uh, since 2002 and for many years. They want to serve their community. They love their community. They don't want to have to use deadly force. This isn't, you know, TV's version of, you know, what we see on TV. It really, uh, they don't want to do that. They want to be able to serve their community and to protect their community. And unfortunately, sometimes they have to do what they're trained to do, and that is uh, to use deadly force in a time when lives are threatened or they're being shot at or or whatever, and it's just very difficult. They have a very difficult position that they put themselves in, and mm-hmm. um, and it was a difficult situation yesterday. So it's sad all the way around, um, and um, and you, we got to remember that that police officers are a part of our community. They go to our churches. They they teach little league baseball. They are on boards. They they you know have lives, and they serve their community because they love their community and. And we can be thankful for them. It, but at times, unfortunately, they have to use uh, deadly force. And that's what happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that makes... Um, I, I totally can agree with you. I was just kind of stumbled upon it today because I didn't really know how to answer that um, question because 
you know, somebody yeah. asked me what would I do in that situation, and I kind of just was like, you know, I I don't have any guns. I don't really approve of them, but if I did, you know, right. if I was put and, in a situation, I would probably shoot their legs or disable them and try not to kill them. Or, But, I mean, yeah. I could understand there's times where you're going to have to probably end a life in, in their position. Yeah. Um, right. But what about a, a bystander, like... If somebody yeah. who wasn't a cop in there, you know, has yeah. a concealed carry license and then does that, yeah. that would be That's, still be the same situation. You, you hear the music, so we're going to go to break, come back if you want to hang on, and okay. we'll be right back. Hey, give okay. me a call, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley with you on this day. And we've been praying for all those involved in Boulder and just the tragedy yesterday and the families of those who lost um, a loved one uh, in yesterday's shooting, and we want to continue to just pray. And and it's just, um, it's a very somber time, a very um, much of a time where the heaviness of it really settles in. And But we want to keep praying, and uh, we want to keep uh, just all this before the Lord. Uh, It just doesn't make sense to us, but we can fall back on the things that, that we can understand and that is that we can go to him for comfort. We can go to him for the Lord, for just strength and um, to be able to support one another, support our community, um, support those who have been involved because they need it. And uh, just to listen because it's um, a long road ahead for a community, for law enforcement family, the grieving for the families that lost loved ones, uh, young people from 20 years of age uh, all the way up to 65 years of age that lost their lives just by going to the grocery store. So we need to keep praying. We were talking to Patrick. Patrick, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. You you were talking about, uh, you know, a, a citizen um, and, you know, using deadly force. You know, there are laws. There's laws of the land, and there's different convictions of people. And we have concealed weapon laws, of course, in Colorado. And... Um, and, you know, everybody's got a different conviction. Some people don't want to do that. They don't want to deal with that and because um, that's their conviction. And it sounds like that's kind of your conviction. Um, but others, um, they can lawfully carry, and they have that right, and they have that conviction. And um, so um, that's as far as I can answer with you. And, yeah. um, the, you know, to have self-defense and feel very strongly about it and to be able to to do that. So, um, you know, what happened yesterday is it, it opens up, here's the thing, Patrick, it opens up a lot of discussion and a lot of debate about a number of things. And, and we can have those discussions, but right now there is a community that is hurting. Um, there are 10 families that are hurting. And it was very unfortunate. And it's just all around sorrow and grief of what happened. And and I think that needs to be the forefront right now of praying for those families 
praying for the law enforcement family that that lost the loved one and mm-hmm. a father of seven there and uh trying to get information on some of the other um you know victims that were killed in their families and you know these are real people real families that are hurting and and just um the grief and we just need to keep them in prayer and them before the Lord and um, to keep praying and uh, to share the love of Jesus Christ in the light of Jesus Christ, because that's our hope right now. So um, in the other things, discussions will go on. And uh, unfortunately we live in a world where there's sin. We live in a world where there's sin and there's violence and there's tragedy and it's um, all around this overwhelming us. And I know that I got to keep my eyes on the Lord this whole last year of yeah. everything that we've seen. Got to keep our eyes on the Lord and on the Word of God and the comfort of the Word of God and knowing that um, there's a bigger plan out there and God's promises are true and promises of comfort as we go to Him and to be able to share that with others and really care for our communities and really care for the people around us and those who are affected by it. And it just, it's heartbreaking and, and just sadness. Um, it's in my heart as well as I think most people listening today. Um, and so, so that's where we're at. So appreciate you calling Patrick. Yeah, no problem. You have a great day. You too. God bless you. If you need prayer or or, um, got a question, 303-690-3000, they're not easy answers to the questions that we have, to the discussions that are going to follow and and, and all of this. And and, and I know this, Christians, let's keep our eyes on the Lord and um, and on the the Word of God. And uh, He's our future and hope. And um, to be able to be available for, to show kindness, and help and comfort to those who really need it right now. And and I know that we'll do that. Um, let's see if Rudy is still on the line. I'm Rudy? Still here. Hey, thanks, brother. Thanks for calling. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Yeah, good. What do you got for me today? I'm prayer today because, um, I mean, for, I mean, we've already prayed. We've, we're going to continue praying for the people in Boulder. But I just learned today that uh, my wife, who works for the uh, state Colorado uh, Bureau of Investigation, she's a victim advocate. She just took on yes. this case to advocate advocate to the families of the victims. And uh, just knowing my wife as a very emotional woman, she does her job, but then there's a lot to, you know, vent after, you know, there, she oh. hears more and more of, you know, the tragic incident that happened yesterday. And I just yeah. want to say to her, you know, we pray for the and first responders, her and all her team of victim advocates that are there to help comfort mm-hmm. the victim's families. God bless their souls. Yep. And it, you know, Rudy, it's such a huge, huge ministry that she has. And I'm so grateful um, for the victim advocates that are with the different agencies, your wife, you know, being a Christian. Um yeah. And it is a difficult, difficult ministry. And, um, you know, we have uh, a man I admire so much here at the church that's a victim advocate for the Greeley Police Department. And just his ministry is absolutely incredible. And when, you know, I I pray for him, I think about him, uh, the different calls, what he sees, 
um, and you know, just tragic situations uh, that happen constantly. Uh, death of, of loved ones, um, accidents, uh, suicides, all those things. And then now your wife going to a very tragic situation. We need to pray for them. And I'm glad you called to remind us to pray for the victim advocates that are ministering, the chaplains that are there for law enforcement and uh, in Boulder and um, in the surrounding areas. Um, to pray for the pastors of Boulder, um, to be there to be light. So, Father, I thank you for Rudy's call, and I want to pray for his wife that's there um, as a victim advocate uh, with the team. Lord, I just pray that you'd give her wisdom and strength right now. And, Lord, afterwards, when um, when she's done, um, I know that there can be such um, heaviness that can come. And I just pray for your continued strength on her. And Lord, um, that you would use her, give her wisdom um, to speak to others. Um, May they see the light and love of Jesus Christ through her. And Lord, uh, be with the team, be with the chaplains, be with the pastors that are in that area that are ministering. I thank you that they're there. We pray for strength. We pray for, um, Lord, your comfort to come through them. Thank you that they're there to bring um, a message of of caring and loving and listening. And Lord, I just I just want to pray for all the victim advocates. I they're so amazing what they do, and um, we thank you particularly for those who are Christians that are used in those areas. And um, I, I just thank you for them to be able to to care and to show love. But, Lord, I know it's very heavy, and the things that they see and deal with can be uh, very traumatic. And so, Lord, strengthen them um, for the task that you've called them to do. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. God bless you all there in the studio. Okay, thank you, Rudy. And we'll be praying for your wife, okay? All right, man. Thank you. Have a good day. You bet. God bless you. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, you know, the victim advocates, you know, the chaplains, and um, we need to keep them in prayer and uh, ministering the best they know how. And a lot of times it's listening, just being there, uh, just serving in very simple ways and um, just lending an ear and showing that you care. And we can do that um, for the people that are around us um, in our lives as people, the days ahead, go through trials and difficulties and to be there, um, to be there to care, to be there to listen, to be there to just give a word of encouragement. We don't have all the answers. I don't have the answers to this. Um, I, I, we look at it and we think, how can this happen? Something like this. But just to know that we live in a very, we live in a sinful world, in a violent world, and uh, Lord, we need your help. You know, and there have been things that I know that perhaps some of you have faced, that I know that I have faced, that I think. Lord, what do I say? You know, I get on my knees. What do I say to this family? What do I say to, you know, these individuals? And the Lord will help us. And uh, just to be there to listen. And we don't have all the answers, um, but we can be there to bring any kind of comfort um, that uh, the Lord shows us to bring in caring and just loving and uh, being available. So that, you know, is a big thing right there. Let's go to Alice in Westminster. Hello, how are you today? Alice, I'm fine. How are you? 
I'm doing okay. Uh, I have a question for you regarding mm-hmm. yesterday's shooting in Boulder. Uh-huh. Um, how do we as a community understand how someone could go into a store and shoot people that he's never even met? Well, you know, we've talked a little bit about that, Alice, and I don't think we can understand. And we try to. There's going to be a lot of talk, you know, on media, the motives and all of this. And it doesn't make sense to us. And like I said, we've been through this in Colorado. I remember over 20 years ago when Columbine happened, um, the Aurora shooting, um, the Highland Ranch uh, school um, that that took place just shortly where a young man, a senior, was killed uh, in a, being brave and protecting uh, his fellow students. Um, when we see what happened in Boulder here, uh, we've been through this so much, and when we see it across the nation, it doesn't make sense. And we're not going to fully understand, except what I've already said, that we live in a sinful world. There is violence in this world. Why somebody would do that, I don't know. Um, but here's the important thing, Alice, that I want to for us to understand. When we're confronted with those things we don't understand, we need to fall back on the things that we do understand. And to understand that we can be of help, we can um, be ones that are in intercessory prayer, praying for our communities, for the families, as we just prayed for the advocates, for the chaplains, for the pastors, uh, for wisdom to be there. That's where we go. We go to the Lord, and we draw strength from Him, and we call out to Him. And to know that there is a a bigger eternal plan, I can't wait for the Lord to come back when things will be right. But in the meantime, they're not right, are they? And it breaks our—they're not right, and it breaks our hearts. And and there's going to be all kinds of discussions why and and the motive and why this happened and you know what we need to do. But the bottom line is we need Jesus and we need the Lord. We need God's help. Is what. Um, the answer is, and um, and we can be so frustrated, and we can get involved in all the debates and everything, but right now people are hurting. People are hurting, and it's not just this with the, the shooting. That is such a huge thing, but there's people all around us that are discouraged in this pandemic. They're down. They're, they're anxious. Uh, we see more young people that are depressed more than ever, um, that are feeling hopeless, isolated. And and I pray for us as Christians that we would step forward when everybody else is stepping back and step forward with the love of Jesus Christ and the hope of Jesus Christ. I know that's the answer. I don't have the answer to, to anything else except that he is one that didn't leave us without any hope. And that's what the message of Easter is all about that he went to a cross to die for our sins, to save men, and to give us a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and to be able to show the love of Jesus Christ, and to give a message of hope through Jesus Christ. And that's where I want my focus to be, and um, and to be available. So when we're confronted with things that we don't understand, we can fall back on the things that we do understand, and that we can give truth and be a voice of truth and comfort to others and with the Lord's help. So I don't know why. I don't know why, and I don't think anybody really knows. I don't either. I sure appreciate you answering my question. I know 
there's probably so many people out there that are wondering why, but I don't think we'll ever understand. Yeah, and and that's why we need to go to the Lord and draw wisdom and strength from Him. So, Alice, thank you for calling. Keep praying for for you know Boulder and, and for our state and for our nation. We need to keep praying and uh, not stop praying because we are in perilous times. I will. Thank you so much, and God bless you. You bet, Alice. God bless you. Hey, 303-690-3000, as we're talking a lot about um, the shooting yesterday that's heavy on our hearts, and um, maybe perhaps you want to pray uh, for somebody or got a question, and so we still got some time in the show here. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number in the text line. If we get a little time towards the end of the show, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ted and Ted, excuse me, in North Glen. Ted, you're on Calvary Live. Oh, uh, I, I certainly do appreciate um, your show today. And I think right now i just like to say a little prayer for all the people out there. And I've been praying for everybody in the whole world. If ever there was a time when we have to think of everyone, it's been in the last year and a half. Um, mm. And there, for anybody who's at their wit's end, who feels there is no reason to go forward and they can't, they can't trust, they can't feel for someone else. Take time to learn the mission of Jesus Christ just for mm-hmm. a few minutes. Right. He went to the greatest lengths imaginable yeah. to put everybody in the best place imaginable. And if, if, it's not just you out there who is hurting there are millions probably that are hurting right now on this entire globe. So just pray for all the other people that are, that are hurting too. And calm down just a second and realize that it's not an instant satisfaction that gets you anywhere. There's no, grati- there's no gratification instantly for doing anything. There is no solution. Uh, we can love. We can care. The word is there still. It hasn't been abolished from the dictionary. It hasn't been abolished from the Bible. L-O-V-E, we can do this. And for everybody that's concerned, smile and think of something that you can do for somebody tomorrow to lift them up. And thats I just want to say that for everybody. Thank you for your time today. Very beautiful. Well, why don't we pray? Father, as Ted has this on his heart, and brings out some points of, you know, as Christians, the most excellent way is to love and Lord to care and to um, and to share and to just be there. So we continue to pray for this and, and Lord, that there is hope. There is hope and our hope is in Christ and he's our future in hope. And uh, so, Lord, we just pray that uh, we would just, people would just see the reality of Jesus in our lives as we come to them. And Lord, um, as we minister to others, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. Amen. Thank you. All right, 303-690-3000. We're going to keep moving along with the phone lines. Let's go to Rick and Bennett. Yeah. Hi, Rick. Uh, how, how are you doing you? today? Good. How yeah. are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I can't complain. Yeah. I was just going to all... mention Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say we're all feeling pretty sad today and heavy 
with the things yeah. that happened. But go ahead, Rick, with your question. Yeah, it's it's. A, I agree with you on that definitely. But mm-hmm. what I, what I was wanted to mention is, I think what this is, and people don't realize it is, people are unprotected and stuff, and the, you know we there people don't believe there's demons and stuff, and I think that these demons are what coaxes people into these type of situations and take them this far to do this sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, they just, like I say, they've just, I, I don't think mm-hmm. p- most people or very few people are capable of doing this stuff without, um, something taking the, the extra, you know, extra little bit, you know, and then yeah. you, you know, and, get into different types again, of possession and stuff. Right. We do know, and and I'll speak on what we know that what the Bible says that, you know, there is a spiritual war that's going on out there. And as we look at the Bible, as we look at the Gospels, demon possession is real. And I believe that it's real today. I don't fully understand it, but I do know that the enemy is working overtime um, in our nation. He's a destroyer and that demon possession is very real. This individual that did this, whether demon possessed or not, I don't know. But, you know, there is, you know, he, Satan is the God, little G of this world and all the sin and devastation. You know, he's behind all that. Um, he is behind all those things. And so, yes, we can say there there is demonic influence in that. But demon possession was, you know, was he demon possessed? I don't know. But we do know that it's real out there. I believe that the enemy is working overtime. He's working overtime in our nation and against our young people. And, uh, you know, this is one of the things that we're seeing um, when we get further and further away from the Lord. And um, it's very unfortunate. But um, I don't fully understand it. I do know that it's real. I do know that it's out there. And there is that demonic influence that is out there. And it, the Bible speaks of it. It's very, very clear. And what happens is we can dismiss it and um, we, you know, uh, put other labels on it and stuff. So, you know, all I know is we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul says there's spiritual war that is out there. For us as Christians to put on the whole armor of God is what we're to do, be in the Word of God, and um, to look to the Lord for to be our protector. But, you know, Daniel, when you read the book of Daniel, Daniel really dealt with, you know, in his visions that he had. He had four visions. Part of the visions that, you know, he sees this spiritual war that's going on, you know, there with the prince of Greece and the prince of Persia, you know, that was coming. So we do know that um, the, it, Satan is behind all the, the evil of the world. There's no doubt about it. And there's principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. That is really our battle. And that is, um, you know, the fiery uh, darts and the devices that come against us. And um, so that's another reason why we need an outpouring pouring of the Holy Spirit in our nation and in our communities. That really is the hope of our nation, and we need to pray for our nation, and um, that there's a turning to the Lord to heal our land. And um, for us as Christians, because, you know, I think about this, and 
Rick, I know this is a little bit off topic of what we're talked about, but uh, we're doing a study in the book of Ezekiel. And in Ezekiel, as you read about is the Lord indicting Judah for what they have done, he starts listing their sins. And it's very familiar to what we see in our own nation and turning away from the Lord. And the Lord's brokenhearted, and he wanted to work. He wanted he, he didn't delight in judging the wicked, is what Ezekiel says. But you see the poetic language, you see the indictment, and it very much it becomes heavy on my heart what we see in our own nation. And um, sin is a reproach to any nation, is what the Scripture says. And I pray for a revival. I pray in the days in which we are in, Rick, that churches, that we are bold in standing on the gospel and the truth of God's Word, because we need to be light in all the darkness that is around us. And it's a fight of the you know, spirit. It's a battleground out there. It is a war that is out there. It's not a playground. Yeah. And it could get worse as we get closer to the return of the Lord, because Paul writes that in the last days it's going to be perilous times. He didn't say it might be it might be, or it could be, or I hope it doesn't happen. He said it will be. And in that word perilous, Paul uses the Greek word, and he borrows it from Matthew, from Matthew chapter 8, that speaks of the demoniacs there in mm-hmm. Gadara. Remember Jesus went over and there was two men that were demon-possessed? Mm-hmm. And it says yeah. that they were exceedingly fierce. That's our word right there. That's our word. In the last days, it's going to be perilous times. So it does give indications that there is going to be demonic, you know, activity that is going to be to where men are going to be violent, fierce is what Paul writes, lovers of self, a misdirected love. He says that there's going to be counterfeits. There's going to be those who are going to be corrupt minds, that evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse, that in the latter times, there's going to be those that are going to give be given over to doctrines of demons. That's what we're seeing according to the scriptures right now. And mm-hmm. so we, Ezekiel comes along and he says, man, the wall has fallen down. The wall has fallen down and the Lord is looking and he said he couldn't find a person. And that shows the sad condition in Judah that would stand in the gap and begin to be that one that prays to build up the wall. So you and I, Rick, we're called, and the Christians that are out there right now, we're all called to stand in the gap right now because the wall has broken down and we're seeing things crumble all around us. Will we stand in the gap? And will we be praying for our communities? Will we be praying for our nation, for our leaders? That's what we're told to do. And I hope it it gives me a renew and, you know, um, just conviction of, yeah, we're here for such a time as this. And it gets hard, and we get weary, and we get down. And I'm sure everybody listening as we close the show now here is weary and tired. And where do we go from here? Well, let's stand in the gap. And I can't help but think about Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 4. When they came back to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem, the rubble was so deep. The rubble was everywhere. The people said, this is too hard. It's impossible. We can't do this. And Nehemiah, he says, God is great and awesome. And he said, fight. He said, fight for your spouses. Fight for your sons and your daughters and for your brethren. 
And that's what we're in. We're in a fight. And God is great and awesome. And they had a sword in one hand and they had a trial in another. And we have the sword of God's word in one hand and a trial in the other to serve others, to start standing in the gap and to to build and to lift up and to encourage. That's what we're to be about, to fight the good fight of the Spirit. And so that's where we're at right now. And all of us are here for such a time as this, for such a time as this. Yeah. (laughs) And I pray for revival. God wants to save. And Yeah, and he desires for us to stand in the gap, to be watchmen on the wall. And so, Father, as we close the show here, I thank you for Rick and his question and these considerations. But, Lord, help us to stand in the gap. Help us to be the watchman on the wall, to stand fast in the faith, to be brave, to be strong and of good courage. And even as the Lord told Joshua to be strong and good courage, that the people came and said, Joshua, we ask that you be strong and good courage, but we can't do it on our own. And so, Lord, help us to do that. And even as Paul would write that, that he would say, let us do all things with love, to love others. So Lord, I thank you for today's show. Bless everyone here again. We pray for all those in Boulder affected. Lord, show yourself strong in Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Have a great evening. Keep in prayer. Keep praying. Keep in the word. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.